Yeah, you know, in a few weeks, we'll be getting out the new calendars for the new year. Last night, the Kings kind of turned the calendar back, if you will. That looked like last season, did it not, with the Kings destroying the Nets. 131 to 118, Whitey Gleason. And no Kyle Draper today. Uh, Drapes, either he's sick and or he's just, you know, can't take any more of the the 49er uh, talk. So it could be a little bit of both. I know I saw him last night once the game started and he had a kind of a sore throat. So hopefully he's feeling better and we'll be back with us soon. In the meantime, Jay Johnson is back with us on the air in Sackdown Sports. Jay, what's going on, sir? What's going on is you just got back and lived to tell uh, the tale of returning from Disneyland and also Legoland. Yeah. And throwing California Adventure in there as well. Yeah, tell me about it. Thankfully, well, I won't say thankfully. I I have one child. She's a daughter, of course. Pretty pretty sure you and along of uh, a lot of other listeners have heard me talk about my daughter Naya mm-hmm. a few times over the last six seven years or so since I've been here. And uh, we took her cousin who accompanied her, oh, nice. who's a little older than her, you know, which is good because she's 16, 16 years old. My daughter's thirteen, so uh-huh. you know, big cousin came along. Yeah, just. I mean, stories upon stories, as right. you would as you right. would imagine, right? Why? Right. Yeah. Did you uh, particularly enjoy any of the rides or attractions? You personally? Yeah, personally, I like to get down. I like to put my uh-huh. my caboose in the caboose, if that makes <laughs> sense. Uh, it does. Uh, yeah, I like the Guardians of the Galaxy in California Adventure, which used to be Tower of Terror. Right. Okay. Yep. So love the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, then the new Star Wars uh, Rise of the Resistance. A lot of people talked about it. It has a couple of cool features, uh, so that was all right. Beyond that, man, I'm just a typical, uh, at this point, Whitey, I'm an OG at, at this, you know, so I just like to right. prance a around spot. a little bit. Yeah, oh, okay. you know, prance around, grab a churro, right. jump on a turkey leg over this uh-huh. way. You know, as I, as my joke is, I'm chubby for a reason, you know? <laughs> yeah, you go have fun, ride that ride, whatever, I'll be over here. Yes. Uh, chilling. Yeah. Yes. And, um, and it's great because she's 13 with Big Cousin. You know, now the way of the world, we have technology and all these different things. We have trackers and, you know, all oh, that type yeah. of stuff. And so, uh, man, me and the wife, we enjoyed ourselves. She literally, her and her cousin were gone. You know, we check in. Of course, you got to buy the food and all that type of stuff. But now it's like, here, listen, here goes some change right, for your pocket. Right. I'll holla at you when I see you. When we walk across each other like, uh, you know, True strangers. Mm-hmm. I haven't been there in a while, but I was thinking today because I knew you just got back from there. Um, I was thinking about the NFL season and if we could, maybe this is something we'll do throughout the show. We'll see. Three three nine eleven forty one eight hundred nine two zero eleven forty. Do you have any thoughts on this? I was wondering if we can compare any NFL team seasons so far to Disney rides. And oh. just for example, one okay. of the first ones I thought of is this Forty Nine er season with a lot of twists and turns, and oh no, they're in danger, everything's falling apart, oh, they're okay. Kind of reminds me of the Indiana Jones ride, especially because I have a feeling they're going to end up with the the Golden Idol at the end, the Lombardi. I think that's going to be what the 49 season is like, is the Indiana Jones, I don't even know what they call it, but you know, yeah. the Indiana Jones ride. I think it was the Golden Eye. Yeah, I think, I think you're the, right. The Golden Eye. Uh-huh. Man, we got on that thing a little later in the day, and I, I must say, that thing jerked around and... and had us hopping and moving around, you know, figure eighting like we were in yeah. the car or Camaro yeah. or something. Yeah, that was rough, Whitey. The first time I ever went on that ride, we get in there and we're in the back seat, you know, those like Jeeps, whatever they yes. are. There's somebody in front of us and they had, it wasn't a phone because it was before people were doing everything on their phones. It was like a video 
camcorder and they were and I was thinking that's going to be a terrible video because it's dark and they're sliding all over you know and they're bobbing back and forth and they still tried to videotape the whole thing uh i don't think that came out yeah good luck with that yeah how do you think that feature film looks today I don't, in 2023 yeah, <laughs> yeah. kind of like the eagle season how about for the eagle season splash mountain maybe because you're way up high no, no then... longer splash mountain right oh they got yeah. rid of it okay yes was that because you dating of yourself all the, there, Whitey? Yeah, I know. Like I said, I haven't been there in a while. Is that because of all the references, seriously, to the Old South and everything? You know, kinda... I'm not exactly sure. I'm not the biggest Disney person, but I do know who is. So we, we'll, we'll check in with uh, someone inside the building. She's all about Disney. Uh-huh. She's my Disney contact. Uh, so I'll ask her. But I do remember, uh, I want to say last year was the last was the, the, the last time they had it. But it was not. It is not a ride anymore. You cannot mm-hmm. go on Splash Mountain. Uh-huh. That's too bad. Yeah, I know. I used to like Splash Mountain. Yeah, that's a great ride. I could have. They don't have. They just didn't change the name. They actually don't have it anymore. No, they didn't have it at all. It's not even on the map anymore. Like they just shut it down for some odd reason. And if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I I felt it was some kind of reason of uh, it was it was considered a little dangerous Mm -hmm. because you know you kind of get in that little canoe type situation and all you really had was what a belt maybe that went across the strap. I mean, across your lap. I feel like it was for safety reasons, but I could be wrong. Hey, could be wrong. Yeah, Ward uh, says, among other things, he says uh, they're they're chaining it. He says they're they're to the movie The Princess and the Frog. So oh, okay. maybe they're going to re Princess Tiana rebrand it. Got you. Yeah, thank got you. Ward. Okay, yeah. thank you. So kind of like what they did with Guardians of the Galaxy, which used to be Tower of Terror. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But Makes he, sense. He does say, and I. Th- I think that may be true. Ward says the original movie that it was based on uh, got to a point where people said, ah, you really shouldn't have some of that stuff mm. in, in, in a ride yes. in 2023. Totally so. understand. Change that Florida state name. Yes. That's basically what you're yeah. saying. Uh, time to update some things. But the Kings, like I say last night, it was like the Kings of, of last year. I don't know, Jay. Why can't this team be as uh, offensively potent as they were last night and last year and still play good defense. That's still uh, plan A. Wouldn't that be great if we saw last year's Kings offensively with a little bit more grit uh, defensively? You know, what's interesting is um, they they are finding ways to win, Whitey. And I think when it's all said and done, it's all about the W. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's any opportunity to let that slip away when it comes to, you know, acknowledging that the Kings got the W. They got they got the win. And of course, it was an East Coast team was going to come in here only one time. Of course, the, the, the defense is something that we've been talking about with this <laughs> this mm-hmm. organization mm-hmm. since, what, 2005 mm-hmm. or so, you know, Brad Miller and and Meta. And so. I'm not exactly sure, and again, I, I, I'm not dating it going back to 2005. It's something that the team consistently is searching for, but as long as they continue to bring home Ws while they try to find the defense, I think a lot of Kings fans are happy about the situation. And I think basketball fans in general, because they're so much fun to watch when they're playing like that last night. Yeah. Bombs away. I mean, you know, who who doesn't like uh, 130 points? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Would you... Let me ask you a question real quick, Whitey. Mm-hmm. Would you consider the 80s or 90s golden era for NBA in your lifetime, your lifespan? I probably would, like late 80s, just because of how many, not only great players, but great teams were playing. Right. Yeah. And kind I'm of, trying to you look talked at, about the book that you were reading. Yeah, yes. trying to take my own feelings about these guys or those guys, trying to take my feelings out 
and trying to look at it somewhat objectively, which may be impossible, but just trying, I come back to that. It's like, wow, you look at all the great teams that played at that time, late 80s. I mean, the Bulls were almost here. The Pistons were here. The Lakers, Celtics. That was a, that was, that's pretty close to a golden era, if not the golden era. I'm, I, I would, um, I would, Agree with you. Now, I'm not old enough to have seen the 80s, the mid, late 80s, sure. you know, good, that deep. But I'm an early 90s person, you know, mm-hmm. mid 90s, that type of game, even to basically the 90s. I thought the 90s were fantastic. And, of course, I'm just speaking into my lifespan. But I ask you that because a lot of those games were very low scoring and considered to what we see today when it comes to points. If you consider that the golden era, I ask you, would you prefer to watch Kings, Warriors, you know, Phoenix Suns of today versus Golden Era, Celtics, Bulls, Bad Boy, Pistons, The Lake Show? You know, I hate even I, yeah. I don't even know why I brought them up. But, yeah, would you prefer, knowing that's your Golden Era, would you prefer to watch that style of basketball with today's athletes or today's style with today's athletes? Well, first of all, and I think we're on the same page here. I mean, I have no complaints about where the game is, where it's headed. It's fantastic. It's incredible. Guys are doing things they've never done. But going back to the even the 90s and the 80s and before that, one of the things that I miss is that back then, teams played differently. Now everybody plays pretty much the same way. And I understand it. It's because three is more than two. You go down and shoot a lot of threes. You're probably going to, you know, you have a better chance of beating the other team. So there's more of a homogenous approach to it. Uh, back then, you had some teams would run, some teams would, uh, you know, the Pistons would, they just try to pound you into submission. So I think something is lost there. Again, I get it. The analytics say this is the smartest way to play. But I do miss a time when teams approached it differently and you had more contrasting styles than you have now. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think it's kind of like an ID card. More yeah. identities. Uh-huh. Everyone's kind of a copycat league, and we understand that. It's kind of like the boy right. band era. Look, NSYNC hits, then all of a sudden you got 98 degrees. and O-T- You know, you have all these different bands that come Did behind you. Did you almost it. say O-Town? Yeah, O-Town, brother. You know, I'm, I'm well-versed in my music there, Whitey. <laughs> I know I know who that is. It's just people don't normally Why do you them. know that? Is that because My daughters? daughters used to watch okay. that show? Didn't okay. O-Town, they were on some show on Friday nights. <laughs> that I have no That's idea. They created them for some show. Yeah. Hanson. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I'm with you in as far as identity. I wish you had. We're going Old Town reference. Now I have to come back with a song. You, you can. Let's see if you can. I wouldn't know. Let's see if I, you can name that tune coming I back. Think I'll try, but I don't think I can. <laughs> Put a text into your daughters and see if they can help name that tune. I O-Town. still sometimes. I'll be honest with you, okay? Since we, you know, I would never say this on the radio. Oh man! But if we got on. people over, you yeah, Fourth of July or whatever, you better not. And I'm in charge of the music. <laughs> you better not. And my daughter's there, and some of her friends. <laughs> I want it that way. Tell me why. <laughs> we'll bust out some factory boys, you know, and some Spice Girls, and all the girls that age, like. Oh yeah, it's nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. So you, when, so when you're telling me in the Gleason household, when you're DJing, you you're going throwback '98 in syncs and all that type of stuff. Not that much. Occasionally, okay. I tend to lean more towards classic rock. Okay, but you know that era, and I know, it's, you know the styles are totally different. But you know, you had like um, you know, Hey Ya and stuff. Sure. And yeah, yeah, there was some good stuff. Oh, Why? definitely wide range of styles and now yeah. look i don't mean to go off the wrong the wrong path here but i will say <laughs> there's <this>. no path <laughs> today we are making our own path when it comes to music 
We're talking about the golden era. This era right now, currently, the way it's concocted, no way. No way. They they got to go back to the drawing board. Do you think Throwback it's, music. Is there, is there a, a golden era, or does it just really depend on what songs you listen to at a certain age? Is everybody going to have their own golden era? Yeah, music for me is one of those things where I think when you grew up, you know, the time you came to an existence of music, I think, is what you're probably going to consider the golden era for you. Yeah. But there are some lows, and one of those are right now. Yeah. I mean, music right now is at an all-time low, brother. Mm-hmm. All-time low. To uh-huh. the point to me, and you can, right now, we can probably put something together, and all we're Let's looking for is a couple. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Especially if you got those pipes over there you sing it. <laughs> I also think you could take any era in music and popular music, and you take, just grab one, 70s, and you can look back and all the best stuff and go, oh, it was great. But at the time, most of the songs in any era are terrible. You only remember the good ones. I really believe that. Ooh. You go back to the 60s, okay. you know, it's classic stuff, but there was also some terrible stuff, but we <laughs> we forget all that now. You only remember the good songs. Right. So, wow, they had good stuff then. Yeah, but they had some crap, too. So where's the good stuff right now? <laughs> I I don't know. Okay. Yeah, you tell me. Are you, do you, do You're you not you a big Taylor Swift fan, I guess. Oh, no, please, man, don't get me started. I'm, I'll wait for Drapes to come back so me and him have a, a, an an all-time screaming match about Taylor Swift being overrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Joe, you can come for me, Swifties. I have no problem. Joe says your high school age equals the golden age of music and Saturday Night Live for you. Anybody says, oh, that was the best music and that was the best Saturday Night Live. It's when you're in high school. I can respect that. I think there's actually I can uh, respect that. research that suggests that's true. We will uh, confirm that and come right back with that. Also, what a difference a week makes for Harrison Barnes. Jay's in today for Kyle Draper, Whitey Gleason, Drive Guys on Sacktown Sports. Kevin Gleason and uh, Jay Johnson today. Jay's filling in for Drapes. Drapes not feeling well. Uh, hopefully he's back soon. He was uh, about, about second half of yesterday's show, he said. And I, it was funny because it was the more we talked about the 49ers and the Eagles, the more he was like, oh, I'm not feeling well. But he got through last night his pre- and post-game duties, of course, uh, for the Kings victory. And hopefully he'll be back with us very soon. Uh, we've been, for some reason, talking about music of the 2000s. Jay, I just a quick memory, if I may. You know that um, American Idiot album by uh, Green Day was huge. And one of my daughters, Janelle, she loved that album. She was learning to play guitar. And so she'd play guitar. We'd play the music, and I would play bass with her, and we'd play in her room. And there was one, you know, there's some lyrics in there that, you know, it's like you don't really want your daughter saying, uh, mind F. America. And so when it got to that point, I would say, my truck's American. Instead of mind belief America, I'd say, my truck's American. That would be how I'd You had to clean it up there, brother? That's right. That's well, okay. She, she's smarter than that. Right. She knows what it is. <laughs> Come on, dad. But, right. Know, I, Come I on. Had, I had to give it the effort. No problem. I, I understand that. At some point in time, this is a whole nother discussion. At some point in time, you have to, you just have to let go and yeah, understand that your children, especially in the landscape we have right now, they're going to come across via television, social network for sure. And that's, yes. a, that's a whole other argument as far as how to try to keep your children off social network to a certain extent. Music, of course. Right. And I, I mean, I remember 
you know, the exact kind of year when I crossed over and my mother's just like, you know what, forget it. And I remember there were times where it was like, oh, close your eyes, turn your head. You can't listen to this. We have to turn that off. You can't watch that. You know, those type of things. I'm Oh, man, Boys, the, boys in the Hood, <laughs> 92, I believe. I was uh-huh. too young. Couldn't You know, moms was like, nah. Then Minister Society came out in 93, and she was like, nah. And then maybe like a year later, okay, never mind. You right. know what, it is what it is, right? Yeah. And it was it was teaching a message Albeit not the best visual, you know, visual way to go about it, but there was a message behind it, and so um, it, it's interesting because you do have to let go at sooner or later that, right? You know, you just can't protect them forever. And you hope at some point you've imparted the message that okay, this is there's a time and a place for that. Yes, you got to be really careful. Yes, and it's, you can't just throw it around. Uh, you know. With without caution, but they're okay. So just if you're gonna just so you know, there's a time and a place for that kind of language, and you hope that they absorb that and figure that out on. Their yeah, own. definitely. And you, I mean, you could you could lace my tennis shoes better than I could ever lace yours, dear Whitey, because you have two two daughters, correct? That's right. And yeah, and you uh, you've raised them already. Well, they're they're <laughs> smarter than me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. That's the point. Uh-huh. The student is always supposed to be better than the, 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 the sensei, than the master, that's right? right? The teacher. That's right. I guess that means you did something right. Absolutely. Out of the way. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm just wondering here. I don't mean to put you on the spot here, but getting back to the Kings, you know, we had some very animated discussions last week, the three of us yes. with Trapes about uh, Harrison Barnes. Oh, um, Lord. Yeah. And I don't know. Do you feel in any way, shape, or form the need or the compulsion? To say, hey, Harrison Barnes playing well. I want to walk back anything I said last week. I, I'm not there, but I'm wondering if you are. No, I'm 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 uh, parallel with you. I think we are in lockstep, hand in hand, arm in arm, like we're walking down the aisle. Uh-huh. <laughs> what a little music behind us as we hit the altar. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, this is what I expect. And I might have high expectations compared to Drapes. I know Drapes has different expectations. I know some of the coaching staff that I've spoken to over there have different expectations of HB. And uh, quite honestly, man, frankly, when you – and I'm a big proponent of this, Whitey. I say this all the time, and I make sure I remind folks all the time. I never talk about people's personal lives. All right, right. Sports, you know, uh, people that we have an opportunity to, you know, say some negative things, positive things. I never talk about people's personal lives. Never. But when it comes to your play, I mean, it's my job, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. your job, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. And quite frankly, the listeners have an opportunity to do the same thing. And we heard it all last week, especially a couple of days about, <laughs> you know, how much he gets paid and what they expect and expectations from him. I'm I'm in the same boat. I expect HB to be who he is off the court and to produce on the court, especially not this year, and I, look, I, I'm taking a step back. I'm going in the time machine. The last contract or so that he's had, his production has not always equaled what he is getting paid. I'm not counting the man's pockets. Right. I'm just saying when you look at, and I, I made sure to say parallel, lockstep, congruent, me and you, his money doesn't match his production. And yeah. so, not that we begrudge him no. however money, much money he gets. HB's a solid cat. Yeah. Respect him for what he does in the community, for not being here in Sacramento, to come here and do the things that he does. We should promote that more, quite frankly, right off the court. Mm-hmm. But we don't get paid to do that all the time. I made the uh, comparison last week, and uh, I think it sounds really more 
insulting than I mean it to be, but I really think in a lot of ways Harrison Barnes is kind of the Jimmy G of the Kings. Jimmy G did a really good job for the 49ers, but you knew that he was there until they could find someone better. Uh, You know, he almost won a Super Bowl, um, but you knew that they were still, ultimately, Kyle Shanahan was like, I think we can do better. Not that he was bad, but they wanted to do better, and I think that's where they are right now with Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes does some nice things for you. He had 14 points last night. He took seven shots, made five of them. He helps you. He played good defense. But I still think when you look at the starting five, when you look at, wow, is there any place you could upgrade, that's probably the place you would look. And that's not uh, to take a shot at Harrison Barnes. I think that's just the reality of this lineup and this team right now. Yeah, well, we're all looking to get better. And yeah, unfortunately, you know, you have to point out some of the negatives to get better. And that's the hardest thing in life, right? Who wants to hear I'm not doing the best? Who wants to hear that I'm not, you know, uh, reaching, grasping my goal every single day. That I'm, you know, I'm trying, but I haven't made it there. That's mm-hmm. the hardest thing to ever look yourself in the mirror and be honest with yourself. Yeah. So my my thing with that is, is we don't know what HB feels. Maybe he expects to have, you know, a little more from from himself. Now Drapes has a little more opportunity than me and you because he's on the planes flying the friendly skies with HB. Right. You know, he's walking to talk shoulder to shoulder at, at the hotels with HB, but. I will say this. I think HB is the type of cat that would say, you know what? Some of the things that I probably could bring to the table a little more, I should be doing. Why would you expect more from yourself? Like, I think that's the tough part. And I didn't jump on it with Drake's because you were handling it and everybody else was handling it. <laughs> but I think that's one of the things is, and that's maybe the next you know conversation, that, the, the next piece within this conversation is, how does HB feel? And, of course, we would try to get HB on for you guys to, uh, to, to hear what HB says. But the other part for me, and this is, I'm not so much as hung up on HB, and I'm glad you said the, this team could get better in a, a few different spots. For me, man, it's at the two guard. Mm, mm-hmm. I really think the Kings lack a shooting guard that can put just be electric. And I think it, the tough part about it is this: it's the Jamal Crawford argument, it's the Lou Williams argument, and that's what we continue to hear about Malik Whitey is he is electric off the bench, but man. If you knew you were getting 20 points from Malik, which I believe on this team, he would be a 20-point scorer. He would average 20 a night if he started because he would get not even the 25, 26 minutes. He would get the 34, 35 minutes. But he's so valuable coming off the bench as the backup point guard because, you know, you need other people that can run point. And I don't – yeah, and I – Hmm. And he's a little smallish. See, I, I would love them to get a guy like uh, Caruso as a backup okay. um, because he's big and rangy and he can defend and he's a pretty good shooter too. I understand what you're saying about Malik. And I know when I was on with Chris for weeks, you know, Chris was saying, oh, he, Malik's going to be starting. And we all know he could. He could start on Absolutely. a lot of teams. But I see why with this team, Mike Brown feels like he's a better fit off the bench, giving him that energy off the bench and also – uh, being a backup point guard. Uh, Herter, by the way, and I didn't know this, Kyle mentioned this yesterday, the day before, I think it was yesterday, Herter's got a little bit of a finger issue. Mm-hmm. So the last couple of games, he's been struggling a little bit with a shot. Maybe that's why. Real quick on HB here, on the chat here, uh, sack chat, this 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 uh, sums it up. Two different views. Beamer, Beams or Beamley says, HB, dude is a solid professional and Iron Man. And then Scooter916 says, if HB puts together a few of these games, 
I'll probably give him the okay. Maybe I'll change my mind, but until he does it consistently, I need more. And I remember last week being in here with uh, the high flyer, and we were talking about HB, and he was saying, you you can't do that where some games you're really good and then you disappear. Yeah. So I think that's a big issue a lot of people have. Anthony well. Davis is the is the yeah. guy. Yeah. How many times do he's the poster boy of that? Yeah, How right. many times do and Zion's kind of starting to get to that mm. point where, you know, he's coming up, he'll put up 36th in as we seen in the uh I you know, in season tournament IST semis, he had 10 against the Lakers. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. Yeah. And so that's the point. It's consistency. What you know what uh, l- let me tell this story real quick, Whitey. One thing about when you get higher in sports, meaning as you move up, you start, you know, your little league, your pop warner, whatever you want to say, you know, your youth leagues, then you move to your high school and then you get to college if you go that route. Or in baseball, you can go straight to the pros or minor leagues. You know, one of the one of the things that a coach told me and I heard this my first time in, in in high school, and then it, it it moved on as each level I moved up. For those who don't know, by the way, Jay yeah. was a college baseball player, really good, really good baseball. And so after it was, thank you by the way. After that, it w- it became consistency, consistency. If I can pencil you in for a one for three every single day, no errors. You know, a stolen base or whatever we want to call it. I could pencil you in for six strikeouts. If I can pencil you in for 14.5 points and six rebounds and four assists, I know what I'm getting from you. Mm -hmm. I know I can count on you for that. And if you go above most of the, you know, here and there, that's even great. If you slip once or twice, okay, no problem. Because we're going to have other nights where other guys perform outside of their numbers. But if you're all over the place, as we talked about, Indiana Jones <laughs> and the Golden <laughs> Eye ride to take it back to Disneyland, uh, right? <laughs> yeah, coaches know it's what a problem. to expect. Yeah, and that's the point. Like you know, and I I can't talk to Drapes about it, but that's the big deal. We can't pencil them in for nothing. I don't know what's going on, Whitey. By the way, yeah, Jay was an outstanding baseball player, way better baseball player than I could ever. In. Well, but, we don't know that. But we don't if know we that. play wiffle ball in the garage, which we're planning to do, <laughs> I will strike him out. That a boy? I will strike him out repeatedly. Uh, he might get a foul ball. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Boy, you like little, you got you got whip, you you got cut on that on that wiffle ball, a little cut oh, fastball yeah, or something. Yeah, you got to grind it. Oh, that's that boy. Legal. Okay, that's a legal in wiffle ball. Yeah, you got get that shine off of that, and then that thing will dance. I'll talk a lot about it. I don't know if we'll ever actually do it, but. Uh, I love to see it. We will get it in. Yeah, I think uh, I see. I think I got a hole. I saw a hole in your swing, and you said, "Nope." People pitch me there all the time, and, and that doesn't work. So that's a story for another day. When we come back, uh, how about this uh, inconsistency of some of the Kings bench players? Does Coach Brown need to come up with a solid rotation, a fixed rotation, or does he need to mix and match depending on the opponents? That's next year. As we continue, Jay's in for Drapes today. It's a drive. No Cal Draper today, a little under the weather. Hopefully he'll be back with us uh, tomorrow uh, in for Kyle today. Well, Jay's always here, but Jay is just going to be talking on mic a little bit more than he normally does. And thank you for being with us. Jay, we were just talking a little bit about the Kings rotation and the bench, and you mentioned – uh, during our discussion about uh, Harrison Barnes, you mentioned Zion. And I wanted to back up to that because some really interesting things going on with Zion. Uh, you know, Zion last week and and even this week, he has been just facing some withering criticism from people like Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley, Stephen A. Smith. And last night, uh, after his Pelicans beat the Timberwolves, he addressed some of that. 
Zion said, if it comes from a place where they just want to see me do better, thank you. But if it comes from anywhere else, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. I can't control that. He said, it's been like that since I was 16 years old, since I came into the scene. If I want to be one of the best players in the league, if we don't win in a big moment or if something bad happens, that's to be expected. You had Shaq basically saying that he was slow and not rebounding. And Shaq said, he reminds me of me. So, I mean, that's kind of cool in a way that Shaq's saying, I don't want him making the same mistakes I made. But then you had Stephen A. just going off and saying, Zion Williamson, he went to the free throw line. I saw a belly, like he took a deep breath. His belly bounced. It's bad enough getting your behind kicked when you look, you show up at the game like you just ate a buffet. It's getting kind of personal there from Stephen A. Just saying, this guy's a fat slob, and I don't really know if that's helping anybody. Yeah, I, I actually saw the Stephen A. I was in the hotel watching it, and it's like, man, he's kind of getting after him a little bit. Uh huh. But I thought his tone and the way he the way he was pronouncing, you know, what was going on and how he was in Vegas and saw Zion play, you know, in the semifinals against the Lakers, that he felt for him and that he needed to, you know, step up his physical con- condition. So he had he kind of has Zion's best interest at heart. You felt like he's just saying he's better than this. Is that kind of how you felt? Yeah, exactly. And I thought Shannon Sharp kind of said the same thing. And because you know Stephen A. gets paid to throw zingers at people, Whitey, right? Yep. And he talked about going to the to the free throw line, as you said, and he saw a belly jiggle and move when he shot the free throw. And he talked about a chef saying that he knows chefs. And the word is in, in New Orleans that, you know, chefs want to meet Zion because he never turns down a meal and, you know, he'll pay for good food. And then, you know, Shannon kind of came in as a as an uncle authority and a former athlete saying, listen, you have an opportunity to make quite a bit of money and change your family's, you know, trajectory. Get yourself in shape. Take it a little more serious, you know. And he kind of put himself in there with comparison type situation. Stephen A. was throwing a few zingers, but I do think Stephen was coming from a positive standpoint. He was just cracking jokes, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and trying to get the rise because that's what he gets paid for. He gets paid a whole heck of a lot of money to throw zingers. I will say this. Staying in shape, as we all know, is one of the hardest things to do if it's not in your chemical makeup. There are some people who bounce up. I have friends who bounce up right now and go to the gym four times a day. I have a friend who is so intertwined into the gym that he tore his ACL for working out too much. Mm-hmm. There are people who it, it's in their, you know, it's in their pH balance. Why do it happens? You can get a little obsessed with it. And that's not necessarily healthy either. Yes. Yeah. There's a balance. But I, to me, I mean, I understand what you're saying about Stephen A. And I did not hear it. As you say, you heard it when it, when it was first on, but when he says, uh, yeah, you know, he he showed up at the game looking like he just ate a buffet, not something from the buffet. I said the buffet, like you ate the damn table. He's fat. I yeah. mean, it's just a fat Joe. It's like that's going a little too far. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a kind of a that's shot. a lot. It's personal. Yeah. We're we'll talking about personal. Yeah, and but you better believe when Zion or his representation, what I believe is his father, uh, you know, his manager, his stepfather. When they see him, I'm pretty sure they're going to have a little something to say. Now, Stephen A. prides himself on not turning something down, you know, a conversation, an argument, sure. and having somebody. Sure. But a, a lot of that smoke, too, because I've seen cats come at it, and he, you know, he, he takes, he, he hits the Roger Rabbit. Mm-hmm. He goes backwards a little bit too. And so, listen, 
I hope for that young man's future, family, for him, you know, anyone that's around him. Unfortunately, people have attached themselves to him, good and bad. They're hanging in the balance of what Zion does in the future, but he has an opportunity to, again, change his family's trajectory. And not only for his generation, generations under him, because I know he just had a child as well. Well, he's probably done that already, right? It's just that he can continue to do it at an even higher trajectory. There's a difference between being rich and wealthy. Sure. He he has an opportunity to be wealthy. Zion is that type of person where he can, you know, he's got the shoe deal. He's got the money. He's got, like, people were attached to Zion because he's just electric when he plays well. You know, we've been seeing him since high school. He has a he has a chance, honestly, with so much money to become wealthy. If you're not in shape and you don't put yourself in the best position to do that, then it's like anything else. You're going to lose probably then before you win. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, not everybody's wired that way. And there are some people. Maybe. You, you, you just mentioned the people that uh, that, you know, that go to the gym all the time. Are you that type of guy? Why do you hit the gym four times a day? Mm, you pulling no. that sled, brother? Uh, no. You working that neck? <laughs> <laughs> no. But, you know, you draft these guys, and they they like their sports. They like the lifestyle, and not all of them are that driven. And we like as fans go, well, I would be. But not every – you know, this is a guy that is an incredible talent, and he gets a ton of money, and he enjoys himself. And it's got to be hard for him to go, I like this. The way it is now, I mean, I like this. He says – it's hard with the money I make not to eat all this food because it's all available to them. Agree, especially yeah. when you don't come from that. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's the toughest situation. When you don't come from money or you don't come from opportunities, when you have those opportunities, sometimes, as we've seen throughout, you know, entire existence of human, and <laughs> human mm-hmm. being, human nature, that some people can't handle it. And, look, we're not talking about things that could – well, I'll, food can kill you. Let me let me correct that because if you don't handle it in, in proper right. moderation, right. it can kill you depending on who you are physically and your and your chemical makeup. But I do think he has the opportunity to change the trajectory. He he's look, man, he's one of the most electrifying athletes out there, especially in the NBA. If he can drop thirty pounds, like Shannon was saying, he could drop forty. He was three hundred to two sixty. If he can get down to two sixty. 270 maybe, you know, I'm pretty sure Shaq had a few things to talk about that in comparison. Right. Shaq, we all know Shaq was the guy that would come in a little overweight. Right. Work his way in for the first month or two and get in shape and took it seriously to dominate. And I think Zion has a lot of great people around him as far as NBA guys, you know, as I said, Shannon Sharp, people who want to put some positive uh, direction into his life. He's got to he's got to really latch on to that if he wants. And if not, look, who am I to sit up here and tell him not to eat, brother? Yeah. If he want to, if he want to dip into the beignets and slide up and down, you know, <laughs> the, the the French quarters and, and and partake in what he's doing. Maybe basketball is not going to be for him long. Maybe he wants to become a chef. Maybe you know, I don't know. I'm just saying, if he wants to be top flight athlete. It takes you to be in, in shape nine times out of ten. It is fascinating that it's Shaq and Barkley talking about it because they did both live it. And as you said, Shaq, especially towards the end of his career, Kobe used to say, man, if he would have been in shape, we would have won more championships. Six, seven. Yeah, yeah. And oh. Barkley said Moses Malone told him, you're fat and you're lazy. And, you know, so these are guys speaking. They're not looking down on him. They're more saying, I went through this. I know mm. what this is like. And Shannon Sharp said that. You know yeah. what he said? When he got drafted. The very first person the Pelicans and, and Zion should have called was Charles Barkley. Mm. 
because this is something that he's went through mm-hmm. and patterned my game. Power, very powerful. You know, left-handed going to the cup, very powerful, very explosive. Chuck was that in the 80s. Yep. Like, very – I mean, he'd dunk on you in a, in a minute. Well, not me, but – Well, yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably <laughs> I'd be too busy striking you out. That boy, wiffle ball. ball. <laughs> uh, when we come right back, the in-season tournament, if it was such a huge success, why is the league working so hard already to make changes? That's next year with the Drive Guys on Saturday. Thanks for being with us today. No Kyle Draper. Jay is uh, helping us out, keeping things rolling here. Somebody on the chat was wondering, hey, if you don't have Jay sitting where Kyle sits, can you can you put a cardboard cutout of something there? I don't know if I put a for the YouTube. I put a basketball with a wig on it, but I don't. I don't know if that's gonna help us or or not, Jay. Uh, otherwise, yeah. we got to get a picture of you and stick it there. But yeah, Jay's Jay's holding it down today. Double duty today. Oh, it happens, brother. Look, and uh, I came back one of your favorite artists there. Yeah. You and your daughter's favorite artist, Little O Town. That'll be the one and only time we ever do that here on a Drive Guy, just for everybody. Yeah, what song know. was that? <laughs> it was called uh, Liquid Dreams. Yeah. You got Liquid there. Dreams, Whitey? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't. I saw your mind going somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll just leave that there for now. Uh, thanks for being with us today. A lot of conversation on the chat here about uh, Harrison Barnes, and there's a whole different debate going on about Harrison Barnes and how durable he is and how much durability matters. I'll say this. I mean, it matters a lot. Until you, and unless you find somebody that you think is going to help you more, to have a guy that you know he's going to be available, he's going to play every game, and he's going to he's going to play good defense. That that ain't nothing. That's something that he that he does give you, and he helps you kind of, uh, you know, um, stabilize things. That's what I'm looking for. Harrison Barnes helps to stabilize this unit right now. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it's kind of going back to the the premise I talked about, Whitey. If you can pencil someone in for something every single time, every single time they walk out, every single time they go on the court, every single day Mm -hmm. they operate, you know, as a professional, which HB is. The one thing HB has been consistently talked about, Zion being criticized for the last few years, he has been criticized for being paid as a number one, sometimes a number two, sometimes a number three, and not producing the actual numbers that people are looking for. Mm -hmm. Beyond that, and I have no complaints about HB, I'm just putting out there what a lot of we hear for listeners, you know, uh, what we, we what we get from texters, YouTubers, people when I'm out in the, you know, amongst the city, people. Even there's been conversations, and I know you get this. You're on the plane, and somebody, some way, somehow, you're wearing a, a king's hat or you know something like that. Because I'm from Sacramento, man. So just like this past weekend, one day I had my gear on, the next day I had my gear on. I represent Sac. You know, I'm born and raised here, so I represent where I come from. So a lot of times, a lot of people, oh man, you're from Sacramento. You know, especially now, it's the light the beam situation, and so people want to talk about the team. And most of the conversation I always get when it comes to deep dives into it is about where HB can be. You know, Kevin Herter could probably do something. What do you think about De'Aaron Fox? You think we have a chance? You think we have a chance to be good? You know, mm-hmm. the, you get the same four or five questions. Right, right. Well, a week ago, uh, last night, the Kings were knocked out of the play-in, and they were terrible. And a lot of people were really pointing at Harrison Barnes as one of the reasons why they lost. He probably wasn't, but he didn't play well. Since then. Uh, they're coming off now two feel-good wins in a row, and he played well in both of them, especially last night. 
So, yeah, I don't think he's a problem. I just, we talked about this last week, Jay. It was clear to me that last year people thought, wow, the Kings are ahead of schedule. Harrison Barnes, he played out his contract. This is a chance to upgrade. And instead, the Kings looked around at the options and felt like he's our best option bringing him back. And just a lot of fans just will always feel like, no, that was the chance. And the Kings felt, and I think they were right, that there really was no upgrade available there. And, and, so he's going to be the guy holding down that spot until and unless they find somebody that they think makes him better. Well, the one thing about it is, and Drapes has said this quite a bit on this show, and I have to agree with them. We don't know what the organization is doing. We don't know who they reached out to. We don't know who they contacted. We heard Kyle Kuzma a million times. Who's to say Kuz wanted to slide this way? Right. You know, he's a Michigan guy. He's already been in California, maybe likes the East Coast, D.C., Chocolate City. I don't know. But who's to say he picked up the phone, his agent even entertained well, right. with the That's Kings. the thing about a free agent. Yeah. He's free to go wherever he wants. Right. No, like, whether you want him or not. Exactly. So unless you want to go ahead and throw – and peep this, Kings fans, listeners, when we talk about the, the discrepancy between Harrison Barnes, as most people always say, he doesn't give you the value for what you're paying him for, right? It's like I'm, I'm giving him too much money and not getting enough return. If – you were going to get Kyle Kuzma, you were probably going to almost oh, yeah. double what you were paying yeah. HB for. Yeah, you're not paying HB what you paid him before. Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the point. And that's the other part. And this, we haven't talked about this enough on this show. HB coming in at 15 million, or excuse me, $17 million, it sounds crazy, but that's a decent contract to move if there's an upgrade to be had. Yeah. Monty put himself in a perfect situation, right. hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. we're not going to wood here, Whitey, that if something comes available, you know what? All respect due to HB, professional, this is business. He might be on the move anyway. I, I think you're exactly right. It's perfect because he's here now and we've got him. But if we have the opportunity to upgrade and we have to move him, we can do that. It's very reasonable with that deal. 339-1140, Let's see what Will has to say here uh, with the drive guys. Hey, Will. You're hey, on with uh, Jay and Whitey. What's up? <laughs> Styles and Watkins, you know me, man. You know me. Hey, Jay, I, I'm glad you screen call sometimes because we had good conversations before you get on the line, man. You had good conversations. Look, Styles, style, and, and then your boy Draper, man, be wanting to fight people, man. You say yeah. anything about anybody, man. He want to fight. He want to <laughs> wanna choke you, man. <laughs> no, what it was, this, this is how it all happened, Jay. They went down there. I mean, they they went down there, and the late and, and the the rocket just spanked the living dog out of them, right? So you you think the fans don't supposed to say nothing? The fa- the fans ain't saying replace everybody. They saying, how can this happen? I mean, you 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 wasn't even competitive in neither one of those games in Houston, and that's what that's what started it all. And then you lose to New Orleans three times, okay? And, and that's why people were saying they bring up HP because HP will have like two points, two rebounds. And you're saying, wait a minute, man. Wait a minute. How, 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 how could this happen? I mean, HB got to give us more. Nobody's saying cut HB or get rid of HB. They're saying, man, you, he, he got to give us more. At that position. You're right, Will. Thank you, you for calling. I think you raised a great what? point. We The Kings right now are playing well, and the record is solid. But there's been a few times this year where things look very bleak, and last Tuesday was one of them. Uh, and that's why, because expectations were so high that when they were 
And it's been a while now, but last Monday they were non-competitive. And that's, I think, I remember even after those Houston games, Drapes and I were talking to the G-man, Gary Gerald. He's seen it all, and he said, I'm a little concerned. So you can't blame fans for being a little concerned with the way Kings were playing at times this year. Right now it looks like they got everything pointed in the right direction. Ebbs and flows, ups and downs. Yeah, you know? yeah but they weren't just ebbs and flows. They were, they were big ups and, whoa, what happened there? A little alarming. Peaks and valleys. Yes. There you go. Mountains yeah. and deserts. Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I understand. I mean, you know, every single game, there's going to be a different reaction because we get a different outcome. You're looking for runs. You're looking for the Kings to put together three, four, five wins in a row, you know, and hopefully stop it after one or two losses. And you don't you don't want to see the three, four, five losses in a row. And when things happen, especially when you play like Will brought up the Rockets, that's a great point. Yeah, it is. the right. But you know what's so cold about the Rockets? And and this was on me for not saying this on this on air on air here on the drive, guys. The Rockets. And I had a I had a discussion with uh, Coach Doug Christie. The Rockets are a bunch of knuckleheads. They don't even know what's going on. They're just young. And E-May has got them cats focused, locked in. Those guys are ultra athletic. Mm. And I hate to say stuff like like they're athletic. They're nasty. Man, them dudes are bumped with you. They're throwing elbows. They don't even know what's going on right now. They're still young. And they're just going to play ball. You can see they don't – they're just using athleticism, and they're going to the to the rack. They're trying to dunk on you. You know, those guys, they're going to be a problem in a couple years. You can see they need some refining, and that's what Adoka's doing over that way. But he's brought a different attitude to Houston. And the cats that they've drafted, man, when you talk to people around the league, they don't expect them to be good, but they expect them to be, as you said, nasty, yeah, tough, physical, hard to deal with. You see that in different sports. A coach is there or a manager is there for a while, and after a while, his team really starts to strongly resemble him. But with the Rockets, it started right away. Right away. Yeah. So I, mean, I guess he And we saw Eme getting at LeBron. He's like, yeah. man, I don't care who you is. I slap fire out your mouth. <laughs> all right. When we come back here, how close did the Kings come to making uh, all time three point history last night? 339 1140, 1 800 920 It's the Drive Guys basking in the afterglow of a, another feel good win for the Kings on Sacktown Sports.